Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are returning to a familiar spot, but we're going to spend a little bit more time there than usual. That's right, Jim. We are headed back up to Mount Hood, as so many of us do this time of year, uh, as we have done plenty of times ourselves here on the show. Uh, but this time, we're going to spend a little bit more time hanging around the mountain itself, because I feel like, and you and I have talked about this before, Jim, I feel mm-hmm. like that people a lot of times tend to just kind of go up and come right back down. Yeah, I know my mountain trips are often quick ones, right? Just yesterday, actually, this is a, a perfect example. I went up to the mountain uh, for a quick ski tour, and I bet all things considered, it was probably under a five-hour trip total, including driving. I go up, I come back down, and I very rarely slow down and enjoy the wonders of the mountain. And I, I say all the time, Jamie, that I'm going to make that happen. And alas, I almost never do. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things it's so convenient to those of us who live in the Portland area, especially that it feels like, you know, one of these things where, oh, you can just go there and you know, really quickly get there, do your stuff, get back home for dinner. Right. But you know, whatever you're looking for on Mount Hood, whatever you're looking to get into, um, there is so much there for you to find. It's more than just, you know, a ski run and sitting in traffic on 26 getting home, you know, which mm-hmm. is, I feel like a lot of people's experiences, but yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about, um, interesting places to stay, tiny houses, cabins, cool lodge rooms. Mm-hmm. We're talking good barbecue up there. We're talking about good coffee and pastries, interesting attractions like cool viewpoints, local history museums, and then all kinds of cool adventures to get up to, whether you're looking to do some skiing, some snowshoeing, some sledding, whatever the case may be, there is something up there on Mount Hood for you. If you're into snowing, no. If you're into, uh, I, I, we're not even going to cut that because that's a good, uh, that, 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 that's a good, I'm into snowing, you're into snowing yeah. folks. I, I am, great. I, <laughs> you're into snowshoeing, skiing and sledding. You can do it all in a day. And we're going to tell you how Jamie, this is all inspired by your reporting for what we are dubbing our Mount hood guide for 2022 full of all sorts of good stuff. Uh, and, and this is something perhaps that I can contribute to a little bit more than some of your other reporting from throughout the region uh, as you know i've been up and down mount hood a gazillion times and uh I, i've spent time at a good number of these spots just not all the time when i'm up there lots of quick trips so jamie you alluded to this but i i think we should start with kind of the visual of you have had this great day up skiing it was a lovely time but you're leaving the mountain smack dab at four o'clock mm you're going to sit in traffic Mm -hmm. like probably a good bit, right? Uh, And there's a way, Jamie, this magical way to have a very similar experience, but skip the traffic. Any thoughts? Yeah, I I think it's to stop at any of the good places to eat on the way to and from Mount Hood. You know, Mm -hmm. you get to um, like home cooked meal is great after a long day of skiing. Sure. 
lots of great spots to eat in Portland as well. But I, I love the idea of having your day up in the mountain um, and getting more time up there and skipping out on all or some of that traffic, getting back into town. Jim, as you know, there are a ton of good places to eat, whether you're in Zigzag, Redendron, Sandy, or even up in government camp. Mm-hmm. Absolutely so. So, I mean, we can jump around a little bit, but why don't we start at one of the ski resorts itself? So Mount Hood Meadows, Jamie, has a new spot open. I, I think it actually opened last year, but a lot of folks, because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, may experience it for real for the first time this season. Yeah, that is the new Sahel Lodge at uh, Mount Hood Meadows. Um, they've got, uh, just a bunch of food and drink options there, uh, at the ski resort. So we're talking, um, they have a cafe, um, that serves sort of, you know, grab and go stuff and coffee. Um, they have, uh, sort of a, a restaurant, sort of like a food court option with, you know, a bunch of different types of cuisine. You can get, um, food there to go. And they have a bar with a bunch of sit down areas where you can get cocktails, food, beer, wine, whatever you want. Um, they opened it last year for to go orders only. Ah, and that's right. This season, the, um, the new lodge is open for sit down. Of course, the, uh, sort of the, the recent wave of COVID-19 has uh, resulted in them encouraging people to maybe to get to go orders. Um, when that, uh, cases, the case levels are high for the pandemic. Presumably when those case, those case numbers go down, people will want to sit inside again and enjoy that lodge maybe for the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have yet to be in there, though it looks beautiful and I would love to check it out. Uh, Jamie, a place I have been have been a number of times and will continue to return to perhaps my favorite spot to grab a bite on the way back down the mountain. Uh, do you know what this one is, Jamie? Uh, Skyway Bar and Grill. Have you stopped to uh, check it out? I stopped by there just recently on your recommendation. Okay. Okay. Um, and I got to say, I did not expect to find great barbecue on Mount Hood. You know, not that people on Mount Hood can't make great barbecue, but you know, it, the quality of it was, was really, really actually it's good. Superb. You know, yeah. and I've got family from Texas. Okay. So we, we have some barbecue snobs in my family. <laughs> all right. Um, and I was very impressed. I got a brisket sandwich with a side of mac and cheese. Um, Ooh. and it was excellent. And what I like about Skyway too is that they do typical barbecue stuff, brisket, you got your chicken, et cetera, et cetera, but they also do barbecue tofu. Um, so that's an option for literally mm-hmm. everyone of all kinds mm-hmm. of, who, you know, all kinds of different dietary restrictions and needs. And I love just that interior of Skyway. There's a bunch of outdoor seating, which is wonderful. Um, yep. but the inside seating, it's kind of this like funky, um, cozy, classic kind of bar lounge setting. You've got a big fireplace in there with seat with tables right against the fire. There's a stage there for like live music. There's just a ton of seating. There's, you know, booth seating and there's tables. And it, it's just like, I, I, there's such a good feeling inside of it. You can tell it's been like really like well-loved and appreciated for yep. many generations. Most definitely. It has kind of, Jamie, and, and correct me if you think I'm remiss here, but it kind of has the cozy cabin vibes yeah. that it's like, oh, uh, wouldn't you guys love to stay up here? Well, how about we stop and, spend an hour and a half or two at Skyway. Uh, my personal recommendation is some combination as you did, Jamie, of some sort of barbecue and one of their mac and cheese dishes. Uh, I really, 
I think it's cup or bowl of mac and cheese, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm all about the bowl of mac and cheese. You can toss <laughs> in some fixins. Uh, tell me that's not what you're looking for after a long day, kind of out in the, uh, you know, chilly weather this time of year. You've been working hard, whatever you're doing. Man, uh, I could go for that right now. Throw in a hot toddy too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Cold drink, warm drink, mac and cheese. I could keep going on and on and on. <laughs> and I will throw my last plug for Skyway uh, out there, which is it is a great place to stop in the summertime as well. I've been there when there's been a band playing outside. There's ample seating. They've got a, a second bar set up outdoors uh, so you can order your drinks out there. Uh, all around lovely, Jamie. And probably if, if I had to pick, that would be my favorite place to stop on the way back from Mount Hood. So uh, – that is uh, all to say we have one more food spot, which is Ant Farm Cafe and Bakery, a place, Jamie, that I have not actually been. So lay it on me here. Yeah. You know, we've talked about a place to eat up on the mountain, a place to eat coming back down from the mountain. Mm-hmm. This is a spot to go on your way up to Mountain Hood. So this is in right there in downtown Sandy. So as you're driving through Sandy to go up uh, along 26 to get up to Mount Hood, um, this is a spot you can pull off and grab some coffee Grab maybe a breakfast burrito or a pastry. Uh, if you want to have a sandwich to take with you on whatever you're doing that day, that's the place to get that as well. And what I love about Ant Farm is not just that it's a great cafe. There's a bunch of good seating in there too, a beautiful space to sit, but that it's, it's run by uh, an organization that um, specifically helps like the local community and specifically like local youth in the community. So Ant Farm yeah. Cafe and Bakery is also sort of a place to um, offer job skills programs for local youth and to help kids um, find work and develop these different skills and to support the organization itself. So you're getting a cup of coffee, you're getting something to eat, but you're also supporting like this really good organization doing awesome work there in the local community in Sandy. Man, that's super cool. Uh, I didn't know that about the place. And uh, Jamie, one more reason to stop by and check it out. So we've covered some food. We've covered to the mountain, at the mountain, on the way back down from the mountain, uh, perhaps in an out of order order. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, where do you want to turn next? What do we got? We got all sorts of good things. Uh, take the wheel. Well, Jim, of course, we got to talk about what you're doing while you're up on the mountain. Yeah, right. Like that you know, and for a lot of people, that is skiing. And Jim, I'm actually going to turn the wheel right back over to you. All right, lay it on. <laughs> We're me. talking about skiing, so t- tell us about what, what people want to get up to if they want want to go skiing up there on Mount Hood. We could and have done episodes all about just this activity, right? But I'm going to point our focus toward one specific activity, and that is a tip you've shared a lot here on the show. Zig when everyone else is zagging. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is coming down the mountain. You go up the mountain and go to Mount Hood Ski Bowl or other resorts on Mount Hood, but uh, the most robust operation is uh, Ski Bowl for some night skiing. And Jamie, this is what I think is kind of a classic Mount Hood experience. Skiing under the lights, upper bowl, lower bowl. They've got one other chairlift around back open. So we're talking three chairlifts, lots of terrain, and really good skiing at night, uh, especially if it snows down low. You know, ski bowl is a little bit lower elevation than the other two large resorts of Timberline and uh, Mount Hood Meadows. When it snows down low, there's no place better to be than Mount Hood Ski Bowl, in my humble estimation. Uh, and 98% of the time, you are not going to wait in lines that really uh, are anything to write home about, Jamie. Ski Bowl is the primo spot to go night ski on Mount Hood. 
and zig when other people zag and don't worry about the traffic head up midday call it a night skiing day and you're not going to be disappointed yeah the cool thing about ski bulls night skiing is they just replaced the lights this season oh yeah so their uh, old halide lights are now uh, led lights so uh, what they're saying is that those are going to be a bit brighter and uh, Mm -hmm. a bit more energy efficient as well so should be um even better conditions for night skiing up there at Ski Bowl. Absolutely. I, uh, I looked across uh, at Ski Bowl from government camp uh, not long ago and was thinking, huh, all right, it does look brighter over there. <laughs> so uh, that is very cool. And I'm, I'm sure the folks, I have not been night skiing there since they replaced the lights, but I'm sure the folks who have uh, are appreciating the additional visibility. Um, but of course, Jamie, the upshot of this whole show is that it's not just skiing to be had on Mount Hood. Of mm-hmm. course, there's all sorts of things to do. Cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, winter hiking. I'm going to highlight one place that you can do that well with pretty darn easy access, Jamie, and that is Bennett Pass. And Bennett Pass is over by Mount Hood Meadows, more or less. And it is a small parking lot, mind you, small relative. Uh, It's not expansive. It's not a a Timberline Lodge parking lot here. And uh, that offers great access to go tromp around on some trails, whether you're rocking snowshoes, you're rocking cross-country skis, you're in your boots and are kind of okay to slide around a little bit. Uh, Jamie, you can really do it all at Bennett Pass. Yeah, I, I've actually done this one myself. It's a great spot to go snowshoeing or honestly, if, if the snow's not really powdery, just pop it in your boots, like you said. Yep. Um, there's some, you know, shortish trails that you can get, you can get up to. Um, there's one in particular that leads up to a little ridge where you get some excellent views of Mount Hood. Um, although honestly, Jim, what, what's great about Bennett Pass is that there are great views of Mount Hood from the parking lot. <laughs> so even if you don't get very far, yep. if you just want to say, you know, play around in some snow right off the highway, that's a great spot to do it. I, I love it for, for all those reasons. And I know you mentioned cross-country skiing, um, snowshoeing, uh, winter hiking. It's also a spot you can do snowmobiling if that's your thing. They've got some specific trails separate for that activity as well. The more you know, Jamie. Uh, and, and we should say that we're not trying to be all inclusive on every activity you can do up at Mount Hood. Obviously, you can go cross country ski at Teacup. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. cross country ski elsewhere. You can snowshoe other places as well. But Bennett Pass is an easy spot where you can do all of those things up on Mount mm-hmm. Hood. So we're going to talk some more about places to stay and more things to do. But first, we're going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about things to do that aren't just a quick out and back ski trip up on Mount Hood. We have left uh, some really good stuff here, Jamie, starting with the Mount Hood Cultural Center and Museum. Maybe you think museums aren't the first thing you want to do when you're up on (laughs) Mount Hood. But let's be honest, it's a way to duck out of the elements for a little bit, learn a little bit about where you are, and ultimately harbor a better appreciation for the beautiful landscapes uh, and and culture and history up there. Yeah, the Cultural Center and Museum is a great spot if you're new to the area and you want to learn a little bit more Mm -hmm. about Mount Hood. Um, It's also a great spot for people who are big ski fanatics. They have um, like just uh, displays of historic skis and snowshoes. If you, you know, uh, I've been going up to Mount Hood for years or you have family who have, they've got old pins and old memorabilia from Mount Hood from back in the day. Um, A cool spot to check it out. Um, Old mountain climbing gear, this, that sort of thing. Um, and it's also, like I said, they, you know, they have, um, information on 
you know, uh, all kinds of things to do in the, in the region, uh, pamphlets, that kind of stuff. If you're a pamphlet geek, like I am, um, it's a great place to go and stock up on some really interesting ideas for things to get up to around, not just Mount Hood, but around that whole area. I think pamphlet geek should be your new like Instagram <laughs> handle. Just at pamphlet geek. Oh my God. It's a good one. <laughs> well, what do we have recently? We had that food friend, uh, was, uh, uh, an Instagram handle that we shouted out. Um, that, that would be a good one. Just the, the friend who knows the food hookup and right. uh, pamphlet geek <laughs> is, uh, the second one, just an Instagram handle all about cool pamphlets. Um, who knows? Maybe it already exists. Get at us at pamphlet geek <laughs> um it probably does honestly if we were to look it up honestly, um, for, but yeah. anyway i i've uh, derailed the show uh, as i tend to do <laughs> the last attraction that we have singled out here in this guide is i might mispronounce this actually but the john's Rudd viewpoint in sandy am i am i getting close that's how i say it in my head i've never heard okay, anyone say good. it aloud so i i think you're in the clear with that yeah, if you're, if you're looking, one of the people who just wants a really nice picture of Mount Hood, so you don't want to go all the way up to government camp, mm. uh, but you want just like a good look at the mountain. Um, the Johnson viewpoint is one of the best viewpoints you're going to get. This is a spot where people really like to go for sunset when you get the mountain painted uh. in just all these beautiful colors. Um, I mean, the number of good pictures of Mount Hood from that viewpoint that we have in our archives is ridiculous. So, you know, if you just want a quick drive, maybe get some dinner in Sandy, um, go to the food carts there, some of the restaurants, get a quick look at Mount Hood. That's the spot to do it. I think it's a really, really nice sort of quicker adventure that doesn't involve going all the way up the mountain. Or Jamie, to throw an alternative on that, hit it when you're coming back down the mountain and admire the beauty, the majesty of the place while you're enjoying maybe a snack or just a hangout uh, now that you've gotten yourself out of the elements a little bit. So exactly, exactly. You're not going to go wrong with a beautiful viewpoint looking up toward the mountain. That's for darn sure. You can do all that stuff in one day if you would like. Of course, that'd be a heck of a challenge. Or you can stop and stay for a while, literally speaking, at one of the great places to stay up on or near the mountain. So I've done one of these three. I'll save that one for last and see if you can guess which one it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting you up for no success here. But no. <laughs> uh, pick 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 one of three and I'll tell you if, if it's the one I've actually tried. Well, let me, let me try the one that I'm pretty sure you have not stayed at. Just okay. knowing. All right. Um, and that is the Mount Hood Tiny House Village. Yeah. This is, this is, I think, one of the more interesting places to stay on Mount Hood. This is up at the Mount Hood Village RV Resort. And they opened this up a number of years ago. Um, it's a little village of tiny houses. Basically, there's, uh, I want to say six or seven of them up there. Each one ranges between 175 to 260 square feet. Oh, wow. They can be booked super far in advance, too. So if you're looking to do this in a couple of years, you can make that reservation. Wow. It's uh, a really short drive from the ski areas and snow parks and Mount Hood, um, just right there in Mount Hood Village, um, right near a whole bunch of restaurants as well. Uh, it, it's a, a great spot to stay if you are looking for something a little bit different. Um, or if you're like, you know, curious about the tiny house lifestyle, it's a really good opportunity to see what that uh, experience is like staying in one. Aha, uh -huh, that's a good point. If you're a tiny home curious, uh, think that that may be the lifestyle for you. Go try it for a night. See if it works. Mm -hmm. 
or try it for a weekend, see if it works. I myself am somewhat curious about the tiny home lifestyle, but I am indecisive on this front and have never really tried it out. So that would be a good opportunity to do so. Uh, Jamie, to alleviate any concern over which of the remaining two options I have tried, <laughs> I will just shout out the fact that I've stayed in Timberline Lodge once. Uh, nice. That is perhaps the most obvious Mount Hood accommodation. Jamie, that is worth your time. Uh, it's worth anyone's time. If you can score a reservation up on Mount Hood, I know they have some uh, weeknight deals I've seen in the past. Timberland Lodge is a crazy cool place to hang out, and I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it, it's it speaks for itself, and we need not really go that much further. Yeah, Jim again is a little bit of a pricier option. It can be a yeah, room definitely. rooms are in between one seventy five to three fifteen a night, but you know, like you said, it's a classic spot. You got to stay in there at least once in your life. Yeah, I feel like put that on your Northwest bingo card. Mm-hmm. It is pricey. Lord knows I am not someone who leans into pricey things uh, in terms of accommodations and whatnot, but uh, it is worth it. Do it once and then reasonably convince yourself to do it again. It's pretty cool. Jim, the last item we had on our places to stay on Mount Hood list is kind of all the way in the other side of the mountain from where all the action is at. On the far northeast side of Mount Hood, there is the Cooper Spur Mountain Resort. Um, which uh, is another spot to hang out and stay in the mountain. That's, you know, honestly closer to probably Hood River than it is to, you know, some of the other places on Mount Hood. Um, But what I love about the accommodations on Cooper Spur are their cabins. So if you're looking for, you know, a larger cabin where you can, you can, you know, go with a big group of friends or a big family, they have these log cabins that sleep up to eight people and come fully stocked, like everything you need for a mountain getaway. So it's a great spot to spend, you know, a few nights. Um, They're a little bit pricier, obviously, because they're larger. But if you're splitting that with, you know, Mm -hmm. four or five or even seven other people, um, it's a really reasonable place to stay and it kind of gets you out of the hubbub of government camp a little bit if that's what you're looking for. Totally. I think that's worth something. Uh, Jamie, and a different view up toward the mountain, a little bit of a different feel. Mm-hmm. And like you said, more space to dedicate, maybe a little bit more of a, a full family arrangement akin to, uh, though much nicer, uh, more plush than I should say, uh, some of the state park cabins that we, uh, have mm-hmm. talked about previously here on the show. I think it's similar enough vibe, but more, uh, more plush. If you will. Exactly. Got your kitchens, you got your bathrooms, you're running water, yeah. all that stuff that a little bit, a little bit more comfortable, especially for folks who aren't looking for that rustic experience. You just want somewhere nice to stay on the mountain. Hey, you gotta love it. Uh, and indulging in, uh, some nice accommodations every now and then really does, uh, it does make a difference and it makes it for a different experience that, uh, I know I enjoy, uh, every once in a while. So, uh, All that is to say, uh, folks, this is not meant to be an all-inclusive guide. And, of course, there are many, many other things you can get into, many other places you can stay, different places to eat that we haven't shouted out here. But the ethos of the episode is to not go up and down, but go up, stay a while, and return rejuvenated and ready for day-to-day life. That's right, Jim. Enjoy Mount Hood. <laughs> don't don't just look at it as a day trip destination, but really enjoy everything it has to offer because it has really a lot to offer. 
that it does, Jamie. And I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about in future episodes about all of its wonderful offerings. But for now, we are going to call it quits. And folks, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show is produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.